Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like, Jokic. your sitter. Wow. As long as there are fans on this is that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans come in here, the Celtic fans come in here, Laker fans come in here. I take that L on the way out. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross with DenverStiffs.com. We are back once again to kick off your week. And this time we have actual, well, maybe not actual, but semi-actual basketball games to talk about. Right, right. Mr. Gordon, how are you, sir? I'm all right, man. It's uh, semi-actual action is better than no action. I think that's that's held true my whole life, and it it, it remains true now. (laughs) That's true about me. That That was like my motto through... Uh, high school and college. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's get this thing out of the way. First things for foremost, 12-minute quarters is just way too long for these stupid scrimmages. I felt like, so I bad for you dying. in that game. I felt so – you were on the recap and I was like, oh, God, where's the 40-minute games? What? Ha- why are we doing 48 minutes? Yes. That was... second half of that game was like three years long. I, you're, I, could, oh. I could like feel your beard growing. It was just awful. <laughs> it was your growing and graying. And, uh, yep. Yeah, I – um. Well, the the fourth. Anybody who read the recap knows that that the fourth quarter section was slim. <laughs> they also the played a fourth quarter, continuing. <laughs> yeah, right. There was not um, a ton going on. There was a lot to. Well, again, we're getting into this too. How much there really was to pay attention to in the first few quarters, because the Nuggets once again without pretty much every guard on the roster outside of Troy Daniels, and I guess Torrey Craig was now. Um, available. Torrey did not have the best of games offensively, at least. He was fine defensively, but yeah, it was a classic Torrey Craig three-point shooting. Um, well, there, and the, so. the problem you run up with, too, in those kind of games is, is you know, Torrey hasn't been in game action, might not have his legs, so his shot's really not there. Right. And defense, they're all playing at like 80% speed, so right. you, you should look good on defense if you're a good defender. Yeah, absolutely. Um Outside of that, though, no nobody uh, under basically six foot eight to speak of. Uh, nope. Paul Millsap also did not play because he missed a COVID test. Like, how do you? I don't know this... how you missed that. I mean, you yeah, know, we... you know the routine. What, what's going on? And what the heck else do you got going on? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I was playing with the pool noodles. I I couldn't make it to my <laughs> test. Right. And Set noir, man. Wear a watch. Especially from the veteran on the team yep. too. Like you, you like if if one of the younger guys did that, like I'd be like, all right, you idiot. Um, well, you, you know, you know how much about we'd hear have to hear about immaturity if that was Michael Porter Jr. or Bull Bull who missed their oh, yeah. their test. You know, even Jamal Murray, they'd be like, "Oh God, not taking it seriously." Oh, but Millsap, come on. Yeah, Millsap was the one guy. You're like, well, you, we all assume that like something. It's just, I wonder if we probably never will get the story of why he missed the test. But I wonder what it what it was. What well, he wasn't happened. out going to the strip club to get food right. with uh, Lou Williams, so that's okay. <laughs> there you go. Was it a strip club that Lou Williams was getting food yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So he went, he went to a gentleman's club, quote-unquote, um, and he says he was just there for the food. Um, Shannon yes, Sharp back yeah, up and said the have, food's amazing, great, so he definitely went entrees. there for the food. Let me tell you, the Diamond Cabaret salad can't be beat. Like, hey, you know, like I said, Shannon Sharp was was very much like you. You go there for the, you know, the alligator bites or whatever. Like it's a thing. Um, not I, I would not. I wouldn't put it past you know Florida to have excellent food in their strip clubs. Sure. You know, Dallas strip clubs are renowned for people holding business meetings at them. So I always see the uh, I always see the like the offer. Well, sadly, uh, there was a, there's a strip club in Denver on Santa Fe right before you hit the I twenty five on ramp. Um, that sadly did not survive the coronavirus. I noticed that last time. Chuck and Lee's? 
No, not Shotgun Willie. Shotgun Willie's is over. Listen, people, I do not like frequent <laughs> at all. <laughs> Don't ask me why I know where they're at. Zach, um, Zach's out here like, my wife better not listen to this podcast, <laughs> but I definitely have never been to nor ever will be to a strip club. I have actually. It's totally 100% true that I've never been to Shotgun Willie's, but I do know where it is. That one's off of uh, Colorado and I-25. No, this was, this was not nearly as classy of a joint. Like, this was... Man, if you're not nearly as classy as, as Shotgun Willies, then there's <laughs> That's a... Like the, I've heard, again, again, I've heard, I'm just basing what some of the people said. People have um, said to to you. <laughs> I've heard that's the classiest one around in Denver. No, this was, um, yeah, this was not, this was not a classy joint. And they were always advertising their, like, five ninety nine steak out on Yeah, the, again, the it's kind of like the country buffet where I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want your... <laughs> Whatever's been out for nine hours being sneezed on right. is not what I want to eat. Thanks, though. Right. Yeah. I'm just like I, – I, like, I have been to strip clubs. I'm not going to say that I never have. Um, not a place I would generally want to enjoy food at. I'm waiting for the SBN sanitary. guys to hear this this podcast with our <laughs> – this is where we spend eight minutes running down the Denver strip clubs and how crappy they are even though we don't go. We're five minutes in and we're already off on onto strip club cuisine. <laughs> Well, look, like I said, this at least Millsap wasn't caught at the strip club. Like, it's there are there are levels to this, and he was at the I was I didn't set my alarm for my COVID test level, That's what I'm and not at the I went to the strip club, but I promise it was only for food level. <laughs> right, right. I um, and and that's what I assume it had to have been. Right, he had to have slept through it. Like, that's the only thing that yes. makes any sense. Um, because otherwise, like like we said, what what the heck else do you got going on? Uh, there, yeah, there's nothing else to do, man. Like you're sitting there, you either go to the pool, you hang out in your room, and you read, and you like check out your nicely pressed T-shirts, you right. know, or you're playing basketball. Like there's only three things to do. So maybe he went and snuck onto the Matterhorn. Okay, right? Yeah, he's like, I gotta get out. <laughs> I just, space Mountain just one time, man. I gotta have that. See, I, I feel like it's gonna experience. be harder for them to sneak around Disneyland or Disney World, like. You know, it, it, even though Millsap is not necessarily the biggest nugget, in fact, he might have been the smallest nugget in that starting lineup. Right. You know, he's still a very large man. and uh, <laughs> Right. He still sticks out like a sword. Yeah, he's, it's a little easy Florida to spot. The regulars. Yep. Um, all right. Well, so the Nuggets, uh, they played two games this week since we've last spoke. And, of course, the huge story is not – uh, Paul Millsap missing a COVID test, but it's absolutely 100% bowl, bowl. I think we all, um, I think when, at least for me, when, when we were going into this first scrimmage, like I had no idea. I thought, well, maybe he'll play in the fourth quarter. You know, they'll, they'll probably just kind of ease him in. But then I was like, okay, well, they got nobody else to play. So yeah, all right. He's going to kind of play. We'll see what he can do. I did not. I mean, I think in the second game we saw, we, we, I think the, the shine came off a little bit and we're like, oh yeah, this guy's a rookie. Um, but in that first game, man, like it was like, Holy cow! We got it. This guy is like a legitimate weapon that the that the Nuggets have that they can unleash, and it was like just this mass explosion, right? Because everybody, I, oh yeah, I, that may have been the first scrimmage, the actual first scrimmage um, that the NBA did. It, it was one. It was either the first. It was, or like it was, it was, it was the second first. one, I think. But yeah, it okay. was early. They didn't finish the first one yet. Right. So like. Of course, everybody is watching this, and of oh, course, yeah. Bull Bull, like you know, because he's such a um, unique body style, a, a unique, and then the, the the game that goes with this like super lanky seven two guy, like of course, everybody is watching that, and it blew up, um, and it was amazing. Gordon, I guess let me get your thoughts, just your general impression of Bull Bull over these first two games. The skills that he has are undeniable. Like absolutely, like it, it, when you look at a guy and you're like. Can, what does he have? What can he do at, at that height? You know, well, he should be able to make blocks. Yes, he can do that. In fact, JJ Redick, you know, uh, when asked, uh, "What was your thoughts when, you know, Bull Bull came out of nowhere to block your shot?" As he says, "Where the fuck did that guy from?" Was what he said. That was his quote. <laughs> right. Shout out to Worldwide Bob. Yeah, yeah. Like it's great. Like how did he get to that? Exactly. How did he get to that? It's amazing to me. Seven nine wingspan. That's yeah, it. yeah. Well, and it's you know he's tall, but you know NBA guys are like I play with tall guys all the time. Right. Not that tall. Right. <laughs> like not that long, and honestly, not that athletic if they are tall. Yeah, the only other guy I think who can even compare to that level of height and athleticism is probably Chris Stapps, right? I mean, yes, um, it would be Chris Stapps. Yeah, I mean, um, and so else... that, uh, honestly, he's going to draw a lot of Chris Stapps 
because he can also shoot the three. Yep. So if you can shoot the three and block and you're not playing actual center because Chris Stapps doesn't play center, right? then, you, you know, that's the comp you're going to get. So he's going to get a lot of Chris Stapps comps for his whole career. There's nothing wrong with that. Chris Stapps is a great player. Yeah, um, he's good. You know, it, it, there's, there's things that he's not going to be good at yet. There's things he's not going to be good at for a while. You know, the hype train is, is rolling on Bull Bull, and so therefore anybody who thought that he should not be hyped as much is freaking out right now. Right. Um, you know, you guys are overrating, blah, blah. It's not about overrating. It's nice to see that the skills that would need to translate for him to be a rotation player in the NBA are 100% legitimate. Mm -hmm. That he's a good mover, that he can shoot the daylights out of the ball. He takes, he makes shots hard on himself, but I mean, what nugget doesn't? Right. You know, it's not like Jamal Murray isn't driving into three dudes in yeah. traffic and then trying to fall Jamal's away, you know. Will and, Barton's the king of those. Yeah, Will Barton, you know, going trying to go glass against, you know, three shot blockers. You know, it's it that's the Duggets like to make things hard on themselves. So that he'll fit right in there. Um has a nice three-point shot. Um, you know, and man, just his his transition game from the blocks to offense is very impressive. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's so tall, like he just runs like a gazelle, like and it. it he it takes just... four steps and he's across half court. He's like, yeah, whatever, exactly. I'm done. Exactly. But I think you know when I think about it, in that first game, one thing that really really surprised me was was the euro step that he missed the layup. Yeah, I know. Um, and then he immediately yep. got that putback. But like just just to see a guy of that size be able to euro step like that, you know, and and to do a finger roll like that, like like you think about guys who get to that level of height, you know, you start thinking about the guys like 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 his dad, um, who was obviously. I went about five inches taller, but um, well, I, don't, well, I don't know if he was longer though. He's taller, but right. I don't know what his wingspan was. I don't think anybody right. knows. And um, you think about a guy like Yao Ming, right? And, and and those guys, these guys were not athletic. They were incredibly difficult to deal with because yes. uh, I mean Yao Just in so particular big. was amazing on the post and was so huge that it was like impossible to you know how do you stop a guy like that on the post? And then obviously Manute was just so much taller uh, than everybody other than Sean Bradley that it um, yep. he pretty much was you know a huge defensive impact um because of that and then and like a lot of what we saw with bull bull i mean bull's got a lot of that in him too like i don't necessarily think that bull bull is a great at putting himself in the best position to block shots no but he's got such freaking long arms it doesn't matter. matter like yeah yeah like he doesn't have to jump he just puts his arms up and like swats the thing away and we saw that time and time again specific, yep. uh, specifically in that first game right when he had the six blocks like Right. There's well, just and also the, there's his hands on passing lanes. He tipped a couple of passes too, where yep. guys are just trying to pass the ball, and he's like, "No, that's that's not anywhere near out of my range." Right. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, this is yeah." That, I remember that in the second game. He basically. Yep. Um, they were talking at an altitude. They're like, "Hey, block that pass with his armpit." Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Look, man, I don't know what you think you're doing, but that's not going to work here." But, and that's great. Like, honestly, reason. having quick enough hands to get to those things is not something that you that length grants you. So right. it's it's great to see that he has quick hands as well as long arms, right? Um, and you know, you saw, I saw a little bit in college. I I watched a lot of Pac-12. I have you know family that went to Oregon and whatever. So you know, I saw him play in in college. Um, do I worry about his feet? I, he's a big man, of course I do. Like, right. That's just a big man problem. Yeah. Do you worry about? I mean, I worry about it all lower body because he's he's a big man in general and then he's also really skinny so like his well and his dad had arthritic and... problems his dad right, but, you yeah. know we don't know how old his dad was when he was playing right. but it, those are those are things that are uh, those are problems that all basketball players face all basketball pro players struggle with you know um arthritis in the knees from all the jumping they struggle with yep. well not Nikola Jokic but all, all other <laughs> players <laughs> players who jump at least players who jump have trouble with their knees um you know you wind up with you know foot issues on on big men all the time so i don't know that he's any more at risk than any other big man so it, what's nice to see is that as a very young man you know he's he's coordinated he's got the the shot blocking he's got the shot making and he and jokic worked very well together in in some very interesting passing situations and I like the fact mm -hmm. that Bull could pass the ball as well. He swung the ball, yeah. pushing a fast break. That oh, I love that all the big men on the Nuggets can push the fast break if they need to. So those he's are all nice skills. Guy. It doesn't mean he's going to be playing again this year, but it's right. it's nice. It's good to see that that he has a base to work from to be an NBA rotation player. There's absolutely no reason he can't get on an NBA court and be productive.
Right. And I think the other thing that was nice to see was like you look at it and you're like, yeah, that guy could play next to Yoke. I mean, we saw we saw yes, that all, all the game. And you're like, these guys had not only like, you know, what was a great revelation for me was like, I, I always, you know, assume, okay, yeah, Bull would be a, a good guy to play next to Jokic because he can protect the rim and he can stretch the floor. If you Correct. can do those two things and rebound, like you've got a pretty good skill set to put next to Nicole Jokic at, at the right. power forward position, right? Like, but I did not expect the two-man game and the DHOs nope. between two seven-footers. Like yeah, that. to work that well that quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was like – I mean they had it down and like oh, yeah. for for a guy um, like or for a team to try and defend that, like I, I don't know how how you defend that. Like we, we – you know, you talk about the – we've seen the 5-5 five, five, uh, DHO with Mason, but with Mace, it's like, well – uh, we'll just sag off of him because one, he he's shoot. not great at handling. Yeah, he can't yeah. shoot, and he's not. He can't handle the ball. So right, he catches um, the if he gets the just ball, just make sure and he doesn't roll toward the basket. That's different, but he's not going to be dribbling in traffic. That's not a good idea. Right, you can't do that with Bobo though. Like that guy can that guy can pick and pop. That guy can take the take it right to the hole on you. That guy could just decide maybe I'm just going to shoot right over you right here and now. Like that yep. guy's and the thing he's going to learn the really what I found from watching him was that he doesn't know how tall he is. Yeah. Um, and he's, so he carries the ball low. He carries the ball where littler guards can, can swat at it. Yep. They yeah, don't need to do that. Just hold it above their heads the way that, you know, um, any of these guys have done. Uh, any really, really tall, tall players. Um, right. You just keep the ball up, you know, chest height. Well, that's reach height for... For all you know, guards. Yeah, well, they're going to be jumping at you, you know, and so it's going to be very easy for him to to turn, keep the ball up, not get it swatted out of his hand when he's going to make a shot. Like, those are those are the things that you work on with him is, look, man, here's how tall you are. I know that you're trying to get low into a defensive crouch, but you're reducing your height. Don't do that. Just stick your arms out and then bring them up when the person's going to shoot. Right. Yep, and you'll be fine. Yeah, there's no need to come we'll down at them. Like, your arms are so big that they have to shoot such a crazy arc to get it over you. You know, just keep your arms high. Don't don't lower your arms to get to get fouls called on you. Right. You know, because really what's going to happen to him is people are going to drive at him trying to get him into foul trouble. Like, I, I have to attack a shop walker. You jump into their chest. That's yep. always what you're supposed to do. Yep. But he's one of those guys, though, like, he really can just go straight up. Like, Yes, he can no just problem. go straight up. He doesn't need to do anything else. Right. And he's not Sean Bradley, who couldn't do other things. Right. Yeah, you Sean know, like, Bradley I, I know stiff, Sean Bradley like... was kind of before the time of most people listening to this podcast. Right. right. You know, but that was a big, tall, white dude. If Chris yeah, Stapps did not have it? basketball skill, that's what Sean Bradley was like. What's so crazy about that, that era, and yeah, this is definitely people, anybody under the age of 30 is... You're not going to know what the hell we're talking about. But um, we think about you had Manute Bowl, Sean Bradley, and Georgia Mershwazian in the uh, oh yeah in the league at the same time. Like three guys, 7-7 seven, seven and above. Yep, yep. That's just just amazingly massive people. And they were all stiffs. Like, yeah, no, they, they couldn't were... play. But they, were, they, they, were, they got into basketball because somebody gave them a ball and said, you're too tall. You must be a good basketball player. Take this ball. You know, rebound and stand in front of the rim when they're playing. When you're yeah, like I don't need you to be good at basketball. I just need you to be a giant monument of defense, and that's right. fine. And it worked. And it worked for them. Like they had, they had all, each had you know decently long careers doing that. Right. Um. But you know, Bobo is not a stiff. No. Yeah. Bobo's that like not. not he has anyway. legit basketball skills. Like that. That guy is. No offense to Scott Hastings, but Scott Hastings was a <laughs> stiff, and. Oh, Scotty knows it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Scotty it's this Hall of Fame. He he is in the stiff Hall of Fame as he should be. He's terrific at being a stiff. Right. Yeah, he's but it's uh, like Bull 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 can shoot. He can block. He can run. He's got you know a good good passing eye. He's got soft hands on the catch, which I love. Yeah, and and on the and on his shot, like the Nuggets yep. probably have the two big men with the softest touch around the basket in the entire. Yeah. 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 Which is which is nice. It's, Just baby soft hand. It's terrific. I love it. Um, and again, I would I would love to see who's going to be able to defend the the big Nuggets lineup. You know, in in a future year, between him, you know, when when Jokic is there and he has Bol Bol and MPJ on the wings off the bench, right? Who's who's bringing that down? Yeah. Who else is who's 
who's going to be able to, to just even come close to putting anywhere that that combination of height and athleticism is and shooting from those two guys. Yeah, and like shooting. Yeah, I don't like I don't know how you're going to slow them. I mean, the the hope is that basically you you create a miss and you make them all keep running back all the time. Like that's right. <laughs> that's your hope. We that's hope we can throw the ball out. over them when we get a rebound. Okay. That's it. That is absolutely it. Um, but again, right, that's so, not a this year problem. And so the, the the thing with Bull is that Bull is fun, but he has nothing to do with this year. So it's a really weird thing because we feel like we're watching a preseason. Right. But Bull Bull isn't going to be uh, – Malone was talking about his rotations, man. And he said yeah. it's hard to play, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys. So right. he really still wants his eight-man rotation, and I don't think he's going to get it. Just because of endurance reasons and, and, you know, not trying to push guys too hard before the playoffs. Right. You know, he's going to be playing 10 guys. But he says that playing a 10-man rotation is hard, which means if you're only playing nine, then Bull Bull's not in it. Like, that's just a fact. Bull Bull is not in that lineup. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. So the other guy uh, I wanted to touch on here in these two scrimmages um, is Troy Daniels because he's been the leading scorer. Uh, both both games. That's well, by I mean, design because you know, he's when, checking when you a give ton yourself of shots. A green light to shoot, then you're going to be the winning scorer. Like that's <laughs> and when you're the only guard on the uh, roster, yeah, you're the only guard on the team. You're going to get shots up, right? But um, I mean, what what, what do you think? So here here it is on Troy Daniels. He's Troy Daniels is fine and he can shoot. Yes. Like there ain't no doubt about it. Troy Daniels can shoot. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his game, to be honest. But, but the thing is, is I understand what I'm seeing, the game I'm seeing from Troy Daniels right now, which is I'm probably not in the rotation like you were talking about, Gordon. Correct. Um, I've got three games. I'm on an expiring contract. The entire NBA world and world in general is watching right now like this is my chance to earn this my This is my game. Year. Give me a contract next year. Right. And, and I, I have think no he's problem done that, with it. Probably. I really don't. Like he was, he was with the Lakers. He only got into – I mean he got into what, like 40 games with the Lakers? Right. Yeah, and that's not bad. Like that was we didn't play a whole season, so he got in like two thirds of the games. Um yeah. and then, you know, the the game the all of the games got pulled to a halt and he went looking for some place he could get some shots up. Because it that was what he needed. And he got him up with, with the Nuggets and he's, you know, shooting his ass off right now. And again, good for him. Um he's an NBA level player. Uh but again, I, I don't it's it's not for this year. Like, if yeah. Troy Daniels gets into actual games, it's because an emergency happened. It's because, yeah, somebody got hurt. Right. Yeah. Or, Probably or two somebody's. Right. I think, I mean, Troy Daniels, like, I think that it, it was up in the air because I felt like if, for whatever reason, Monte Morris was not able to get to Orlando. Right. Um, Troy Daniels was kind of the the natural guy to maybe fit that role. Obviously, a little bit reduced. You probably don't play him as much as you would play Monty. But, like, I thought, like, okay, maybe he get a shot there. Whereas now, you know, we know Monte Morris is, I believe, I know he was, I think he's, he's in Yeah, they said he was in Orlando, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's just in quarantine right now. So, yep. um, you know, now that Monty's here, like, it's it's hard to see uh, a spot. And and that, when, when you talked about Malone saying, I can't go, you know, it's hard to go 10, 11, 12 guys, that was in direct response to a question about Troy Daniels. So Correct. He's... Malone's kind of obviously greasing the wheel like, yeah, the, he's probably not going to play. And he shouldn't because, I mean, when you say like, – like you said, you're going to go nine, maybe ten in these these seeding games. And sure. then when the playoffs come, you're going to probably cut that down to eight, maybe nine. Eight, eight right? maybe nine, depending. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if you know that – you know at eight, we know it's the three guys off the bench are Monty Morris, Jeremy Grant, and Mason Plumley. Yep. Um, if you go up to nine, then, then it's the Tory Craig, Michael Porter Jr. debate. Yep. And then whichever one you want at nine, the other one's going to be a 10. So that Troy Daniels right. is your 11th man on your roster right Correct. now. Correct. So and, and he should be. like that's Yeah, that's where he's supposed to be. Just like Malik Beasley was. Yeah, absolutely. And he's filling the Malik Beasley role. And that's yep. what people don't – people who are pushing for him to get minutes need to understand that he's not as good as any of the guards ahead of him. Right. Like, he's not as good as Gary Harris, he's not as good as Will Barton, and he's not as good as Jamal Murray, and he's not as good as Monte Morris. Right. So if he gets minutes, it's because one of those guys, or more, um, is either injured or is terrible. Right. And it had to be real bad. Like, real bad. Because It yeah. would have to be Will Barton last year bad. And yeah, but I even think- even then, like when you think about Will Barton last year was bad, so they put in Torrey Craig, and they gave Torrey Craig more minutes. Like, Correct. you'd have to have, like... Yeah, I mean, it, it, you'd have to have a guy get hurt and a guy be terrible. Like that—that's the thing is, he's at least there's at least two people. I in think front of him I, right I think there's now. two. Yeah, I think yeah. there's two guys between 
between Troy Daniels and the and the actual lineup. Yeah, I agree. And I think, but he's emergency. Like that's that's why they yeah. signed him, and that's why I'm fine with him getting shots up. Please do, because you're not going to play a lot. They needed him. Yeah. Like, they did need to break glass because they had zero guards. They had like, no guards. So then they right. got a guy, and he got his stroke working. Yeah. No, and good. Like I want him to do that, but he's around in case of emergency. In the same way that they gave PJ Dozier a contract. Yep. To get him off his two way and to get him into the playoffs, that in case something happened to Monte Morris, and he Gosh, was, I... you know, if he tested positive for COVID and couldn't come, they needed a backup backup point guard. That's the thing. I don't think PJ is. He. It's all silent on the PJ front, as far as I know. I know he was in Denver. Um. I want to say as late as yesterday. Yeah. We were recording this on Sunday night, so that would have been Saturday. I know. P- I think that was the last uh, – we had a source confirm that he was still in Denver as of Saturday. So this is the funny thing is I didn't even think about P.J., but they, yeah, there's another guy. If he can get to Orlando, now you're talking about Troy Daniels. I, I, would, I would at least have P.J. Dozier ahead of Troy Daniels in my – As far as running uh, point, if, if, you're, if you yeah, need somebody sure. to like understand or the on offense. Defense. The thing with P.J. is that at least he's been there for the practices and he knows what they're trying to do. Right. You know, like Troy Daniels hasn't had anybody who would be actually be in an actual lineup with him playing <laughs> with him in practice, really, or certainly not in these scrimmages. Right. Yeah. He's been he's been running around with Tyler Cook and Bull Bull. And yeah, these guys um, aren't going to be playing with him. So the, he hasn't right. been able to practice a role. He doesn't, you know, know what Malone wants him to do. He's out there to shoot and he's yeah. doing that. And so, yeah, doing. I don't I don't think that either Bull or um Troy Daniels is here for this stretch run. Maybe Bull they get Bull a couple is, of minutes. Uh, I still don't expect them to like break glass on Bull Bull's actual NBA career, right? Um, by playing him in the actual seeding games. Let me ask you this though: He's definitely earned a full contract, right? In just these two games. Like, oh yeah. There's no there. That guy. There's you, no. I know he has a year left on his two way, but there is no yeah. way you're putting him on a two way contract next year. He's getting right. an extension this offseason. Yep, yep. You want him up and with your team yep. all all season. All the time. You want him practicing with you, you want him on the bench, you want him no, his they're gonna they just gotta wait for the openings on the roster. <clears throat> right. Yep. So they're gonna I'm with you. uh during the, the player movement this offseason, because you know, Mason Plumley's a free agent, they got other guys. Mm-hmm. Paul Millsap's a free agent, you know, Jerry right. Grant's a free agent. Yeah, they they've got a lot of bigs, they're not gonna be able to keep them all. Right. Um, and so because of that, Bobo not only has room to get minutes but also has the ability to be signed to an actual roster spot on the 15 man. Right. And yeah. so yeah, they're going to they're absolutely going to turn that into at least a 3 year so they can get his restricted free agent status. Right. Yeah, and and, and that would be the way to go. I mean, he's uh, even though it's been two games, I think we've seen him be like, yeah, this guy th- there's no point in sending this guy to the G League. You know, it, it's no it's no different than before you had a G League and you got a, had a guy playing on 10-day contracts and he blew you right. away and you just gave him a deal. Right. Well, he just blew you away. Feel free to give that man a deal. Right. Get it done. Um, real quick here before we go to the break, and I already know what your answer is, but, I mean, is there anything we can take from these two games and the, with these massive lineups that they're playing? Jokic because he's in good shape. Yeah, yeah, you're, that's true. <laughs> he looks in good shape. And I did think, I will say this, I thought Jokic looked better um, in game two in terms of, like, rust. Like, he yes. seemed to start getting into more of – doing Jokic things the turn he still turned the ball over uh, more than you want to see but that that was a little bit less noticeable it he was bouncing balls off dude's yeah. face you yeah, know yeah. like um he yeah. looked he looked good so I guess I, I can glean that and then I, I think you know I can glean that like yeah other than like you know you can glean things about individual guys right that like what we've talked about with Bull Bull oh yeah um you know Mason Plumley played really well in that second game. Second looks, game Mason Plumley came out. Yep. Right. He looked awful in the first one, but right. you know he looked in the second game he looked he looked good so like he's like ready to go. I mean Jeremy Grant it's hard to take too much from him cuz he's just playing completely out of position right now. That was that was actually the one thing I wanted to talk about was that Jeremy Grant has not looked good. Right. But I wouldn't but, expect him to. Right, that, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, he hasn't looked good at all. He hasn't obviously found a shooting stroke yet. Um, but again, it's like, well, he's playing like shooting guard. So, right. <laughs> wait, this doesn't make any sense. Like, he's that's not, not his yeah. defensive rotation. That's not his offensive rotation. Like, he doesn't know what because he's playing with a rebounder and and a shot blocker and bowl bowl all the time. 
So he's like, I don't normally I would go crash the glass, but there's this other bigger dude there, and then this other other bigger dude in Jokic. What am I doing? And so right. I don't I don't put any stock in what's going on with Jeremy Grant other than he does not look comfortable yet, and I would not expect him to. Right, yeah. Other than I just feel like his shot isn't falling, which right. um, which could just be a, again a, a product. Uh, I mean, be product of a ton of things. So um, it's probably not anything. I'll be more cons- if he's still shooting like this when it's time for the playoffs to start. You know, then 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 I guess we'll talk about it as being right. Concerned. I mean, I expect the guys to struggle <clears throat> with their shots. I do. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time for some of these guys. <laughs> right? you know? I mean, you know, when we went, when we would wait around in November, you know, normally in a season. Those guys didn't usually have their shot early. You know, I'm not worried about that in the first handful of games. The problem for the Nuggets is that first handful of games is hard as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is for everybody. I mean, there's there's no Yeah, uh, but the Nuggets I mean, have the, the hardest schedule. Second hardest. Lakers actually have oh, the, that's true. the hardest. But um But, yeah. but and, again, uh, for me though, hardness is relative. You don't know how hard anyone else is going to have it. You well, don't know how thing... much rest they've got on them. There is no such thing as home court or travel difficulties or anything. The other thing to, to consider here, too, is we're saying hardness of schedule based off of the records of the teams that they're playing. Yep. But it might you might find that it, the the two, one, two, three, four seeds, particularly in the back half of these seeding games, are probably not going to be as difficult because their stuff's pretty much locked up as the seven, eight, nine, ten seeds. Right? Yeah, the those guys are, are like going to want to fighting for throw. their lives. Yep. So in, in some ways – you know, that that game against the Spurs and that game against the Blazers might actually be harder than the games against the Clippers and the Lakers. It's just, well, and I expect that, that game against the Blazers to be really annoying. Oh, and it, well, it, it's you you know that game's going to be intense. Like, that is that, dude, that is, that is a rivalry game, a spoiler right. game, a have a nice summer game. Like, that is an everything game. Yeah. God, I hope, I hope they beat him and Jokic wishes them a nice summer. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, we will go ahead, uh, let's hit the break, and then we will come back. We will look forward. We are actually going to have a game that counts. We've got one scrimmage, which happens tonight. Is it happening? I don't, I don't know. Would they, this game against the uh, – this last scrimmage the Nuggets have against the Magic. I can't remember what time it's on, but poor um, podcast homework for me. Uh, they will have that game today, and then I think what they, they've got quite a few days off, right? And then they'll play on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they have most of the week off. The, so then, then the they'll open, open against Miami. So we will break down those two games, and um, yeah, that's going to be second half of the show. So we'll be right back. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. Podcast, Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross. We are with 
DenverStiffs.com spent the first half talking about, well, mostly Bowl Bowl, because that's what everybody's talking about, but also some Troy Daniels and general reactions from those first two scrimmage games. We do have one more on the docket. It is here today. If, uh, you know, we get we get so distracted and uh, do so many different things during our break that, uh, you know, I, I should have probably checked, checked they, that They time. play at like 7 Eastern time. Okay, there you go. See, Gordon's got my back. So, um... Yeah, so the, the Nuggets have that game tonight. It'll wrap up the scrimmages. Um, Gordon, I mean, I would assume they're going to try and use this as a dress rehearsal. Like, they're going to try and play some guards. I maybe. don't. Like, I think, okay, I, all right, let's hear it. I, I think they're going to sit Jokic. Now, that I, that, no, that I would actually agree with and would actually be, be 100% for. They, they should, like, start Bull Bull at center. Right. Or start Mason Plumley. That's fine. Yeah, I would agree with you. Like Jokic should sit, but in terms of the rest of the team, though, right? Like we got to get we got to get some minutes yes. for Will Barton. And yeah, uh, I think it's the guard game. I think we've had the bigs game and the bigs <laughs> are stretched play out. All guards. And now it's going to be like every guard you can find. Like Michael Porter Jr. is going to be playing center. Like it's I I really cool. do. I think it's going to be because especially if Monte's cleared, you got to get Monte in. You got to get um both Murray. And Davis, Harrison, you need Will Barton. Yeah, yeah you got to get Barton. Like you've you have all of your normal wings. Tory Craig's got to get some minutes. So I expect it to be a small ball game, and I think that they will sit Jokic. Now they may not, because Jokic hates to sit. Right. You know, uh, people talk about him being you know fat or whatever. Uh, that guy plays. Yeah, that guy doesn't miss a game. Every game. Yeah. yeah. So. I would expect him to want to play, but I, I think that the Nuggets will tell him to take the night off. No sense messing it up. Right. He got his rhythm, and they can all play together again in their very first game, which is coming up, like you said, I think on Saturday. Right, and, and Coach has kind of said, too, that he's not even really all that focused on these seeding games, um, and he's more or less focused on the playoffs. I mean, he so, can say that, but their first loss where he doesn't like their hustle factor or they got too many turnovers, right? and he is yeah. going to be chewing on his own belt. Well, and what, what kind of caught me by that quote that from Coach as well was like, well, maybe, you know, we are not exactly locked into the three no. seed here, so no. maybe we should take these a little bit seriously. Yeah, like this is, this is not a – this does not affect us. We would uh, – I mean, I, I well, in some ways, like I, I still would think – get the thought process because, like, you're not playing for home court advantage. So Correct. what the heck And in that, that sense, I understand it. If you're playing 3-6 or 6-3, I don't think it matters. Right. You don't want to fall to seven. That's correct. Don't fall to seven. Don't fall to eight. Anywhere between three and six is totally fine. Yep. And then, yeah. And then maybe it's not so much about, well, what seed am I? It's about, yeah, same thing they did last year, right? How do we set it up so that we get Oklahoma City, right? Which would probably be there. Or Utah. I mean, I think they would probably, I think they would rather have Oklahoma City or Utah than they would. Uh, Houston would be my guess. Who is right now who they would be playing? Correct. Um, if it started, so I could see them, yeah, kind of finagling there that around there, and maybe that's what coaches get at. But it just was like kind of interesting to me that how it was like, well, I'm not really caring about these seeding games, and I was like, well, we don't really have the seed is certainly not a foregone conclusion at this point. So, but I'm with you. I think as long as you can avoid the seven seed, which would be it would be a they would have to play. Pretty poorly. You want to um, skip the LA teams now. Nothing says that you know the Clippers are locked in either. Right. Yeah, like, that's true. You could you could catch play them. the Clippers in in the four five game to potentially. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, you're only you're only a game back, half game and a half back um, of the Clippers as it is right now. So like, yeah, you, you could you could actually catch them and, and then maybe and maybe that would be it. And you want then to maybe get a shot at Dallas. Um, personally, I'd, I'd still rather take Oklahoma City or. Or Utah over Dallas as well, but um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 some opportunities where where the Clippers could certainly fall back. You know, they're they're only three up on Utah, um, four up on on Oklahoma City and Houston. Again, for for the Clippers to drop that far would be would be tough with eight games to go to drop four games back. It, but, it all it all depends, man. Again, I don't know what anybody's rhythm's going to be like. Yeah, like you are not. There is no guarantee that how you played before the the stoppage is how you're going to be playing now you don't have new teammates but you certainly do have new um, i mean in some cases some, some teams do i mean like portland they have yusuf nurkic back for the correct. first time correct and he looks good too yeah like i'm happy to see him healthy i still want yeah. him to have a nice summer but i'm happy to see that 
Like he's doing all yeah. right after yeah, summer um, and get a haircut. I mean, we're, no, 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 no. Actually, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen Nurk in the bubble. I don't know if he's still rocking the uh, the Amish look or not, but uh, <laughs> it was a bit a bit of an interesting do there Nurk had this year. Very Moj. I don't know how many people out there are uh, from are, are fans of The Office. The Office, but, yeah, yeah, I, I can <laughs> see the Moj look. Yep, <laughs> very Moj, like like Moj's giant brother look there. Um, that's that's what Nurkic has, has got going on. We're off. We're definitely off course once again uh, with with our conversation. That would so never happen move, to us. Yeah, right. Um, let's move it along here. Uh, kind of talk about these guys like Gary Harris we mentioned. Monty Morris I think is another one. Michael Porter Jr. What, what level of concern do you have for these guys who are just getting to the bubble? Like do you think they're going to be significantly behind their peers, the guys like – uh, you know, a, a guy like Jokic, for example, who's well, but even Jokic hasn't been there full time. A guy like it's funny because we talk about how I was going to say all well. the guys who've been there a long time like didn't really play. Jeremy Grant's the one guy I guess I can think of who has been there from the beginning. Hell, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so I guess maybe the answer is no. Like I mean, but but uh, do you? What concerns do you have about these guys who who got to the bubble late? I mean, my concern is is as always. Well, honestly, my concern with MPJ is whether uh, Malone's going to take it as an excuse not to play him. Like, that's my concern because I could absolutely see him not doing that. Now, the fact that Torrey Craig didn't get at a whole bunch of more minutes there than him. Right. You know, that's at least a bonus, I guess. Yeah, and making sure that at least their playing time might be equal. Right. Um, you know, but with like Gary Harris is a vet. He's been around. I'm not worried about him. Um trying to find his speed like it I don't I don't know how much concern to have Jamal Murray starts every season slow should I be worried I don't know he's he's like this all the time if he can stop slow the Nuggets have kept winning even when he's slow so I my concern honestly was Jokic and as long as Jokic is good and he seems just fine then everything else will fall into place I don't really have a bunch of concerns like the Nuggets you know, we're one game from the conference finals with only two players having good playoffs. Or three, right. I guess, if you count Torrey Craig. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Jokic and a couple of guys is enough to, you know, make a push. They can make it work. Um, just because he is the focal point of the offense. And so if if Murray is, is you know, showing out great to begin with, terrific. Maybe they can catch the, the Clippers for the two seed. That would be fun. I, I'm not expecting that. Um, but if he s- comes out slow, I still expect the Nuggets to give a good accounting. So I'm not concerned on the level of this will tank Denver season if those guys don't get in. Um, what it does mean to me, though, is I'm, I'm not sure about their conditioning. Because yeah. being fit and being in basketball shape are two very different things. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that in some ways, I mean, and I, I think that 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 applies to uh, even the guys who have been there from the beginning in in terms of Jamal Murray and, and Will Barton, and even even the guys who have played in both games. Like, yep, you're not going to get in basketball condition in two games or three no. three scrimmages. Like, it's just not it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be that way. Like, and, and again, maybe this is another kind of part of of coach's thought process is well, like. You should be in. We can use the eight seeding games, um, and then that'll really get us into basketball shape. And, and that's we'll what I expect. Yeah, I do expect them to use them as part training games, but not in the sense that someone like Bull Bull gets minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. to train up the guys he expects to be in his rotation. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. And and to get those guys, and if they're rusty, and then, maybe then so one or two it. other guys who he's you know would be his next guys on the depth chart that right. he wants to make sure they're not maybe maybe coming Troy in Daniels cold. gets some minutes, you know, in, yeah. in the seeding games or something like that. Yeah. Or or you know if if he's not playing Michael Porter Jr. Maybe like that's probably what he does. I would. I mean, I don't know because I think he makes up his mind in different ways, but that's what I would do. Um, you know, maybe I would use these eight seeding games to be like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. Is it going to be Michael Porter Jr. or Troy Craig? Which one's going to be my ninth guy? Right. And I can uh, see him using rotation. it for that. Yeah. But we already know who, we, his Troy. If, if, if Michael Malone has to choose between Michael Porter Jr. or Troy Craig, we already know what that decision is. <laughs> like, well, yeah, he has his trust guy. He he knows that Troy Craig's been there before. Well, he performed in the playoffs, particularly before. in the playoffs. You know, yeah, he 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 relied on him in the playoffs, and Troy Craig came through. 
So yeah. MPJ is going to have to just, you know, completely ball out to to overtake Tory in some right. of these situations. Right, to earn those minutes. Absolutely. I would agree 100% there. Um, all right, let's go into the – let's get into the last topic here and to wrap up our show, which is the Miami Heat. They will uh, they will play a Denver 11 a.m. game on Saturday. It is on ESPN. Um, so no worries there about any sort of Comcast snafus. Um with Nuggets, you should be able to view that one. The Heat, of course, are the uh, probably the team the Nuggets will know the least about in terms of the teams they've got left to play. Sure, and most of the other people are in the division. Yeah, 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 or or at least in the Western Conference. I mean, I think this is. I'm pretty sure this is the only non-Western Conference opponent that they are going to play. Um, well, do they have Milwaukee one more time? Maybe. Yeah, I think they might have Milwaukee again, but. Um, Again, terrible research on my part. But um, the Heat are, I think, certainly will be the team that um, is the most foreign to them in terms of and to the fans. So, Gordon, from your perspective, I mean, how do they match up against this team? What are you looking for in that game against the Heat? Well, uh, honestly, it's going to be a lot of guard stuff. Um, You're going to be facing some defensive pressure. I think that's going to be the right out of the gate. It's going to be a really weird. Okay, now these games count for real compared to the 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 slop that we've been seeing for these scrimmage games. Right. Um. You know, Miami likes to bring the the defensive pressure. They you know they've got a lot of switchable guys. Um. And I I'm not sure how much trouble that's going to cause Denver, but Denver has smaller wings. Um. And trying to contain some of those guys could be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I look at the Heat, okay, so obviously, you know, they've got Bam Adebayo, who's. Um, and Bam was playing out of his mind this year. Right. Right. Who is who's really. Uh, I mean, he's got to be the front runner for most improved player, I would imagine, um, right now. So he's he's a, a guy who it's going to be interesting to see how he matches up um, with Jokic. I was wrong, by the way. They don't play Milwaukee. It's Toronto, is the other Eastern team that they're still to play. Um, and then, and then they're you know Miami is a team. I mean, they've got Andre Iguodala um, and Jimmy Butler, so they've got some. Well, that's some what I'm saying. They have sizable really good, guys who will also right. have the ball in their hands, right? And are also very good perimeter defenders and they're good defenders, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's kind of nice. It's like getting um, a a preview of the Clippers' light. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it for sure. Now, I don't think that Miami would consider that to be a like a, a charming comparison no, but it, yeah. it, being in the west that's how it feels it, it feels like they are the light version of the of the clips yeah, yeah um and so that. getting that wing pressure will be a nice test that'll that'll help wake them up um and then we'll see honestly um uh watching bam versus Jokic is going to be hilarious yeah i mean that's um i mean that'll obviously be the key matchup because i think um Otherwise, you know, again, you're you're gonna have some you're gonna have some tough wing battles, uh, but it's gonna come down to, you know, whether or not the Heat can keep Jokic contained. As it, I mean, that's that's gonna what it's gonna come down to with every team. For every team, and, and yeah. For every Heat, team is can I stop Jokic from doing things that Jokic wants to do? Right. With the Heat, I guess I just don't know. I mean, maybe it's. I, I guess I could probably look up what. Uh, what the Nuggets look like uh, when they played them this year, I don't, I don't recall what they're, what they well, were. Well, my my thing is, is that Bam is a game. very athletic um, young player, mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's very strong, but he's he's not Jokic sized, right? Like Jokic is several inches taller than him. Yeah, and that's uh, that that's something you would expect. Um, should give should give Jokic an advantage. He does tend to. I don't know. Like I, I, I do wonder though. Like in some ways, like you know how, how much like you look at a guy like a Derek Favors, right? Derek Favors is another guy that Jokic just got some height on, but probably one of the guys who gives him more trouble than most. Yes. And so when I look at Bam, I wonder is like is that another kind of guy who can sort and of? And it might be. He's got it. He's got it. You know, his wingspan's over seven feet. He's athletic. He can move his feet around. Um, he's got a good first step, so he might be able to get past Jokic. You know, with the defensive the stuff. So I can see it being an issue. It's just funny to me when everybody talks about Bam being a, a young, raw player 
And I'm like, isn't he like two years younger than Jokic? Right. Yeah, probably right around there. Um, I'm not sure for sure. Uh, yeah, he's 23. Is. Yeah, so they exactly yep. have two years younger than Jokic. Um, but he's not – I don't look at him as a raw player really at all at this point. I mean, I feel like he's a pretty well-rounded, polished player. And I like him. I, I like Bam in the draft. Um, I'm glad to see him showing out now. Um, he's got lots of skills that are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, he he in a lot of ways remind. I mean, he's got he's, – he's obviously not – quite to the level Jokic is, but he's got a lot uh, in his game that, that reminds me of Jokic. Because well, he's, he's, got a a nice, he's got a nice passing arsenal. Right. It's not Jokic nice, but it's nice. Right. Um, honestly, he, he reminds me more of if, if Plumlee could also shoot more. Yeah. That's uh that's, that's a good comparison too. Yeah. Uh, or at all. I guess. He's, he's, yeah, right. But I mean, the, really the deficiency in Plumlee's game is that he's an athletic guy who has a decent passing IQ and, you know, a good basketball IQ, but he just can't shoot. So, um, FYI, the Nuggets did face the, this is why I can't remember, they played the Heat in, uh, I believe it was the eighth game of the year, maybe. Um, it's like a down, year ago, man. I don't remember that. Yeah, down, down in Denver. Uh, Jokic, nine points in that game. Nine points, five assists, five rebounds. Now, granted, the Nuggets blew him out, so I'm pretty sure Jokic probably did not play. Like they were, they were, the Nuggets were up by 20 going into the fourth, so I'm pretty sure he probably did not play the fourth quarter at all. He only had 23 minutes in that game, so that would line up. Um, but I mean, nine, nine, five, and five is a uh, very pedestrian. Um, yeah, but that from, was fat Jokic. Jokic. That was, and that that was true. That was fat Jokic. This is this. Is That's when we were starting to get so. concerned because normally we were like, after the first couple of games, he'll be fine. And he was still keeping it slow throughout the whole month of November until he uh, got in his weightlifting routine after the games and right. fixed that problem. Right. And now he's now he is felt and ready for for the Miami Heat. All right, we'll tell you what, we will we will close. We always like to close on Svelte Jokic. Um, so that is what we will do. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I am at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at GMoneyNugs. We're also at Pickaxe Podcast, at Denver Stiffs. It's all very, very simple for you. Uh, over on Instagram, at the Denver Stiffs. Make sure you guys are also subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Facebook, and subscribing to the podcast channel where you will find this podcast, Nuggets Numbers, um, we may eventually get a, an episode of the dig here at some point. Um, and what's the other show? Oh, the Denver stiff show. Of course. Um, you guys will find all of that stuff as soon as it is released. If you are subscribed to the Denver stiffs podcast network, wherever you get your podcast, so make sure you're doing that. And yeah, we will, uh, I guess we'll, uh, you got any, any parting shots, Gordon? Not really. I'm just glad that by the end of the week, by the time we do this again, there will have been an actual basketball game played that counts in the standings. We won't be playing and talking about games played with. Yeah, it won't be scrimmages and practices and and hoping and you know uh, uh, highlight packages. That's going to be a real, real live deal. Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, with that, we will get out of here and we will talk to you next week. Listen, oh.